Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Misguided Medicine. I am uh, your your co-host Justin Apparel. Uh, I'm 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 kind of freaked out, Justin. What? What's what's wrong, sweetheart? This is my wife, Sydney. She's a medical practitioner. Uh, I, what are you what are you wearing? Oh, this. Uh, yeah. Well, you told me we we're going to be talking about the plague. Which pretty spooky for me. Uh, uh, so I, I thought because my immune system, you know, I work on the internet, so my immune system is basically non-existent at this point. <laughs> so sure. Uh, so I, I I I am trying to protect myself. I made sort of a uh, kind of a mask here. I I see that. What what exactly were you trying to do with with this thing? Uh, well, I'm trying to protect myself from catching. The plague. I uh, I know you can't catch it from podcasting about it, but it's a conceit for the intro. <laughs> so <laughs> so what, the bit. what? Tell me about this mask that you've rigged up here. Like uh, what? What was your thinking with um, this nose piece? Yeah, the nose piece is to keep the holes that I breathe in separate from my actual mouth. Uh, so it's to keep it distant, and I've got some potpourri inside, right? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, to that's both. I mean, that's a little something for me, but also to keep the disease out, right? Obviously. And there was a basis for that. I mean, there wasn't, but they thought there was. So okay. And uh, what? What else? What? What have you got going on in the eyes here, honey? What? What? What would you call these? That's uh, that's glass. That's glass eyes there. Glass eyes. Okay. Two. Any significance to to having red glass eyes in your mask here? Uh, uh, I'm trying to ward off evil, which now that I say it out loud, I can re- I realize that it sounds a little silly. Right. So so that was the plan. You're warding off evil, which of course is the plague. The plague is evil, okay. I assume. Okay. So, I mean, it's not good. Sure. Well, it's probably a scourge from God as punishment. Right. For exactly. Something. So the evil, the glass. Eye. You know, I'm gonna take this off. I'm starting. You're making me feel kind of silly. Well, I mean, by all means, if you like it, it's a bold fashion statement. <laughs> it's um, not just a look, though. I mean, it's definitely a spooky look, but... It's a very spooky look. You didn't get the whole costume going on. What else do I... What am I lacking? What do I need? Well, um, I don't see that your your clothes are, are covered in wax or animal fat or anything. No, none of that. That would have been a good plan. Was that something that they did back mm-hmm. in olden times? Yeah, the yeah. Times? And I mean, I don't see your big... I don't see your coat or, you know your gloves or your uh, waiters um, and I certainly you don't have a cane uh, no I, I have a cane would that help 
Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to examine patients if you don't have a cane? Uh, okay, you got me on that one. I'm I'm still a little unsure about taking the mask off, though. I'm, I'm going to need you to convince me that it's it's safe. Well, if you're wearing a mask in the, for the same reason that a 17th or 18th century plague doctor would have worn a mask. And I am. Um, <laughs> it's because you believe in the miasma theory of disease. And I do. Which means that disease is like bad air. And it's just in an area and it arises from something in that area and it makes everybody in the vicinity sick. And of course, that's utterly wrong. I should just take it off. Huh? So basically, you should just take it I'm off. I'm going to take it off. Yeah. Oh, God. Whew. I got sweaty-itis. I, I bet don't know it was about hot a plague, in there. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I will say that you got right is that uh, 17th and 18th century plague doctors were usually people who weren't really doctors. Oh, perfect. It's a great fit for me then. Exactly. They were either um, physicians who maybe were so bad they couldn't actually set up their own practice because word of mouth, you know, they, everybody realized like, hey, that dude doesn't know what he's doing. Or they were um, just people, you know, just random people who said, hey, I could be a plague doctor. For instance, one of uh, one famous plague doctor sold vegetables right up until the moment he decided... Hey, hey! I'm out of vegetables. I'm out of vegetables, <laughs> and all these people are sick. <laughs> I think I can get one of those masks. I can get a mask. My friend Daryl makes those. <laughs> My wife's got some potpourri at home. I'm, so, I'm a doctor now. Okay, if we're going to talk about the plague, maybe we should actually, you know, learn something about it. Sure. Maybe I, you know, other I, than well, I can do this part. It's evil. Okay, uh, made by uh-huh. Satan or a vengeful God to punish people led astray. Right. That's not, that's, no, it's not right. Okay. No. Let's I mean, that was a, a good try. Let's hear your pseudoscientific theories. <laughs> pseudoscientific theory. So basically, the plague, or it was also called the Black Death. But is it the bubonic plague? Is it the same it's thing? also the bubonic plague. What's bubonic? Bubonic, it's, uh, that's actually one form of the plague. So it's caused by a bacteria, as most, as a lot of disease is. Okay. Not evil. Not evil. It's caused okay. by a bacteria. It's called Yersinia pestis. Named for Alexander Yersin, who discovered it. Uh, so th- this bacteria can cause different forms of the plague. And, and the most famous, the one everyone remembers, is the bubonic form. Um, named because it would infect your lymph nodes. And your lymph nodes would become huge and swollen. And they would turn black. And they were very painful. And they called them bubos. Bubos. So big, swollen glands. Um and, uh, and so that was the bubonic plague. The same bacteria could also cause the pneumonic plague because it infected your lungs. You may have inhaled it. So were, were people um, getting one version? I mean, when, when these cause like wide swaths of destruction, mm-hmm. uh, is everyone getting one version of these or is it manifesting in these different ways? It depends on exactly how you were exposed to it. Um, The bubonic plague was the one most people were familiar with. And and I should say all of these, I I say inhaled, but all of it was transmitted by flea bite. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. So rodents have this bacteria, usually rats, but rodents of some (sighs) kind are a reservoir for it. Uh, Fleas bite the rats and then they bite humans. And then you you get the plague. And if it infects your... Is there anything worse than rats? I know. I, I, you know, I debated this topic specifically because I knew we'd have to talk about rats Ugh, and you would not. Just the pits. Now you have nightmares about rats with the plague. Although they'd look cute in that in those little masks. <laughs> okay, I do like it. It's got kind of a Stuart Little yeah, vibe. The I'm little rats it. with the, the 
canes. Ooh, canes. The canes, they're poking little rat patients Have to examine them. Nice vibe. I, mean, I like this. So the fleas bite humans and they give you, you bubonic if it infects your lymph nodes. You get, there's septicemic, which means it's in your bloodstream and those people get really sick. They become, um, they go into shock, their blood pressure drops and, and they can get necrotic fingertips and toes, things rot off of them. Um, and then there's the pneumonic where it's mainly a, a lung it, infection. you use it to remember things. Exactly. <laughs> That's that's what it happens. You right. get that plague, and you're really good at devising little right. tricks to memorize things for tests. If you didn't die, it'd be pr- a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's you, it, you, it's an X Men power. Yeah, <laughs> a short lived X Men power. <laughs> it's not a very popular character. Um, how, but, how? but anyway, the, depending on which which thing it infected, that's the kind of plague you got. So how far back are we talking? When when do we first start hearing about the plague? Well, the thought is actually that, that the plague was mentioned in the Bible. Oh, yeah? There is a plague in uh, the first book of Samuel that infected the Philistines in 1000 B.C. after they stole the Ark of the Covenant. And it is it is thought by scholars that the plague that they're speaking of at that point was the plague. So do you think that weird Nazi that's face melted off in Raiders, do you think that he got the bubonic? Is that what happened there? When Absolutely. Like, so beautiful. Scientifically speaking, that was def- that was that was the plague. George Lucas, scientist. Exactly. Who knew? <laughs> um, the have you heard of the Great Plague of Justinian? Uh, no. You think you would have? You would think you think caught you would up know. to me at this point. A lot of bad blood there, I'm assuming. But that was confirmed. AD 532 spread through Egypt, the Middle East, Mediterranean, killed like half of the people. That was the plague. God, humanity just gets going, and then something like this has to go and happen. We're just trying to get on our feet. The plague just kept happening. It's still out there, man. Oh, man. I didn't need to know about that. I'm going to get my mask. (laughs) Don't worry. There's hope. Oh, good. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to the hope later. First, we have to start with the utter dismay. And it it did. uh, when, When people think about the Black Death, what they're usually referencing is the the time that the plague spread through Europe from like 1328 to 1351 and it killed a third of the people. It's thought that it probably started in China and then through trade routes it spread first through Italy, like down through Sicily and on the boats. The boats carried rats Ugh. that carried fleas. By bastards. And then it spread up through Europe from there. The mortality rate from the plague without any treatment was like 50 to 90 percent what if they what if they get help if you get help you you can still i mean today we can treat the plague but it's still about a 15 percent mortality yikes and this is now in like 2013 yeah this is now no it's a it's a big deal um and it's interesting when we think back to the time period when it was spreading through um in the 1300s when it was spreading from china across you know through italy and up to europe um, that was actually probably the first incidence of bioterrorism. Really? Where did, where, from who? From who to where? There was a, a city called uh, Kaffa, which is now um, Feodosia in the Ukraine. And in 1346, it was being attacked by the Tartars. And the Tartars outside the city walls started dying of the plague. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're going to lose at that point, right? They, they can't get in the walls. Everybody's dying of the plague. So what do they do? They start flinging plague-ridden corpses over the city walls. Yikes. Yeah. That's one way to go about it, I guess. Yeah. That's it, one option. And it devastated the city. Yeah, I would think. Because mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You can't toss them back. You don't have your own catapult. <laughs> Maybe they did, but, I mean, then right. you have but to go pick up a plague-ridden late. corpse. Do you think there was one guy? There had to be one guy on the on the, on the their team who's like, you know what? 
We gotta catapult these bodies. They're not gonna put themselves into the catapult. <laughs> let's just rock, paper, scissors it. Let's, let's Does anybody have gloves? <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> know anything, any single thing about like germs and stuff? Uh, no. Like, any of that? No, I'm asking. This is a question I'm posing to the imaginary people about to fling bodies over walls. No, and see, they wouldn't even know what germs were. Now, could they have got it? I mean, they couldn't have got it from, I mean, unless the person had a flea on them, right? Like they were cool? Well, you can, I mean, if they're if they're covered in, like, oozy bacteria goo, you know, then, yeah, absolutely, you Gross. can get it. And if people are, are still alive and they're coughing and hacking bacteria in your face. That's disgusting. Yeah, the, I mean, it can spread. I mean, the main way that the plague was spreading was from these rats and these fleas, but it definitely was spreading person to person. Bacteria goo to bacteria goo. Bacteria goo to bacteria. Well, I mean, that was the thing is that people were, you know, trying to take care of their diseased loved ones. Mm-hmm. And trying to give them butterfly kisses where they got the bacteria goo and then, oops, it's in your eye. Ibonic right. plague. Exactly. Done. And, and They wish know, they had those glass eyes then. They wish they had been so <laughs> fast to make fun of me. It wasn't going to ward off evil, but wow. it was going to ward off, you know, bodily fluids. Warding off something. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, Nobody knew what to do about the plague. Um, they had lots of ideas. Most of them oh, were really this bad. My, this is my favorite part. But uh, what do we got. We have a lot of things. We have treatments. So we already talked about the fact that there were special doctors who took care of people. Correct. Uh, this and they were all based on the idea that the plague was coming from some infected evil air that everyone was breathing in. So it sounds, sounds remarkably like the plot of a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> in there, most medicine in that time was Doctor Who centric. One of the most common things people would do is um, kind of like aromatherapy. So you you mentioned that you had potpourri inside your mask. I did. So that, that was scientifically based. Exactly, because you don't want to breathe in this evil air. So you've got to filter it through something that smells good. So some people just simply carried around like bouquets of flowers and held them up to their face. Oh, what assholes those people are. <laughs> Which really isn't a plague treatment, so to speak, but it's not even a plague, plague prophylaxis. <laughs> How dumb do you think this plague is that you're just, I'm just carrying some daisies. I'll protect me. <laughs> I think I think what's better are the people who said, you know what? I'm smelling the air and it doesn't smell that bad bad but it's still making people sick i'm gonna i'm gonna go the other direction and i'm gonna run and hide in the sewer where things smell super bad because it'll ward off that good smelling infection (laughs) air oh my god so there were people who took to the sewers and stayed there (laughs) just because because they thought that the the plague air smelled normal so if they got that bad funky air at least it would be it would not be that nice smelling plague air. Right. The the poop air would <laughs> the poo gas that they were inhaling was not plague air. Ward infected. off the smells or or the non smells of, of the plague God, air. And you know the rats got the biggest kick out of that. Oh no, you're <laughs> safe down here, bro. You are fine. You just come over here, give me a little petarini. Don't worry about those fleas. We're cool. Which is terrible too, because not only were these people still getting the plague, obviously. Obviously. They were getting everything else. And proclaiming themselves as rat kings <laughs> and lording <laughs> over the sewers in a tyrannical rain. You don't want that. Do you think there's still maybe a whole race of people living in the sewers? We can't come like, above ground underneath london the boobo 
And you've got to remember that, especially when we're talking about in in like the 1640s, when the when this next big wave of the plague. So we talked about the 1300s. So now in the 1600s, this next big wave of the plague comes through. London is packed at this point. Like there's oh, yeah. a lot of people living there, and there are a lot of people who are not, you know, disposing of waste, like at all really I've seen movies they just throw it out their windows so it's a there are a lot of dirty people living in dirty conditions close to each other mm-hmm. um so can you imagine what those sewers were like man uh well they're fine because they're just throwing it on the street the sewers are perfectly pleasant <laughs> there were some there were some treatments if you actually got the plague that weren't quite as disgusting okay so you could just wash them in vinegar and water probably couldn't hurt I no guess. no I, I mean vinegar has no properties like that does it i mean no, not that I, not that I can think off the top of my head. No. Volcano properties when mixed with baking soda. I guess. That's <laughs> well, fun. that's true, and it's really good in some dishes. Yeah, like for instance on French fries. Yeah, that's that's, that's good. That's Malt not gonna vinegar. help you play. So, but no, I don't even think they had French fries. But that's but. a tasty treat. <laughs> if you want to distract yourself from the plague, you're hungry. <laughs> on your chips. On your chips. Not your French fries. We're in England, I guess. Right. Yeah. Now, well, right now for the plague, we are. Sure. What else? Um, so uh, we, you know, uh, one of our standard favorite treatments for anything, bleed them. Oh yeah. There you go. Just cut them open, bleed them dry, and then put some clay and some violets on those cuts. Uh, <laughs> clay and violets. Clay and violets. Mix it oh, all together and paste it on there. Were we using leeches? You think at this point? Yeah. If you were more, if you had more money, you could use leeches. That oh, was usually nice. a class thing. That That's the only. The thi- richer people use leeches. That's perfect. That's what I want. Uh, that's what I want roaming around. Not just leeches that'll suck your blood, but leeches that are suck your blood and aren't affected with the bubonic plague. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Put one to a rat's back and let's just create the ultimate terror, just roaming the countryside. I like the idea that the class divide with leeches is that leeches will not feed on the blood of the lower class. No, they don't uh, do that. Excuse me. Oh, it tastes common. No, thank you. No, don't drink this delicious, this delicious affluent blood. But other than pastes of clay and violets, there are other things that people like to mix together and apply to human bodies. Um, so specifically, let's say you did get the bubonic form of the plague. Oh, uh, we got some tinctures coming up, some salves. Yeah, yeah, sort some of. Poultices. Sort of some poultices. So, so you got a big bubo, maybe under your under your armpit. That would that's there are some like, lymph nodes there, or maybe in your groin. Like a big blister type thing. And there's a big lymph node, okay. big giant swollen lymph node. Looks like a a big. And they usually turned black after a while as they started to die and necrose, mm, um, like a big grapefruit in your groin or Perfect. under your armpit. Wonderful. Uh, so they would cut them open to mm. let the let the infection out. Well, they didn't think that. Let the evil out. Yeah, right. The sin. And then you would m- mix together some, you know, some natural stuff, some like tree got. resin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got um, some of that. Some root of white lilies. Perfect. And some human excrement. Oh. Oh, good, just you dirty freaks. Mix that all together and just shove that right in that Who open wound. Who was the one guy who suggested it? I know what would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what, let's see. What do you have in this poultice? Tree resin? Good. Root of white lilies? Perfect. I have one other ingredient <laughs> I would like to humbly suggest as our most experienced doctor of two years. <laughs> I would like to suggest human excrement you know that was one of these plague doctors one of these weirdos i don't know we've tried everything else how about some poo poo (laughs) and and these guys were hired by the city it's not like you called like the plague doctor to come see you and out of the goodness of his heart he like no like the city hired a guy and said please be our plague doctor all of our real doctors left come rub duty in our wounds 
and a lot of city official. And, and this this is and this is a sad thing, uh, you know, on a sad note. A lot of the uh, the upper class, a lot of the physicians who were wealthier and, and certainly the royalty just took off anywhere sure. where this was happening. They just left. They just dip. Yeah. Let's go to cans for the spring or something. <laughs> get out of here. Get some uh, get our base tans. <laughs> exactly. That's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're you know, they used like I said, they use human excrement uh, as treatment. But they also were a fan of using urine. Yeah, well, that's good for treatment. For jellyfish or the plague, either way. Exactly, You're jellyfish covered. and the plague. Um, they would uh, they would bathe in urine. That was one mm-hmm. one way to treat. Boy, treatment. you gotta have a lot of devoted friends to get enough urine to bathe in. You're supposed to use your own, ideally. Just kind of lie there like a like a uh, <laughs> a, a, a a wacky wacky kids fountain, just put, spraying hither and yon. Just put the stopper in the tub uh-huh. and stay in the tub for a couple weeks. Just stay, just stay hydrated. There you go. Um, you I hope also, you can fill your bathtub with bee before your plague kills you. <laughs> Have a good last week. Guess what? You can't. Guess what? You can't. Oops. Um, you could also drink your own urine. Yeah, well, I do that anyway. It's good to know I'm plague covered, though. Did, did you mean to share that? Uh, no, that was in my head. I didn't mean to say it out loud. If you're going to drink your own urine, you should drink a full glass twice a day. Perfect. I mean, if you're trying to fight the plague and you live in the 1600s, <laughs> yeah, don't. I, that was not actual medical advice. Uh, um, what about some less less traditional? Uh, <laughs> as silly as were it, those traditional? As silly as it seems, we have anything a little more, you know, magical. A little more magical. Well, um, there was the Vickery method. Uh, okay, I'm ready. Named for Thomas Vickery. Uh, he was a plague doctor, I guess, or he was some kind of physician. And I mean, he was a doctor in theory. And his recommendation is that you should take a live hen mm-hmm. and strap it to the any boobo that you have. You know, you you real doctors, you get a lot of static. And in this day and age, I'm not sure you allopathic physicians deserve some of the heat you get. But you do have to admit that if you're in the 17th or 18th century, you got the plague. You got three people. One says, uh, I'll, I'll rub some poo-poo in there and then maybe pee-pee in a bathtub and wall around <laughs> in it. And an old witch is like, put a hen on it. <laughs> like, you think, well, okay, old witch, that sounds pretty good, actually. I think I will give that a shot before I resort to the duty. <laughs> well, and, and the idea is that you strap the chicken to your boobo. You wait till it drains, like, on the chicken for a while. <laughs> cool day for a chicken. You take the chicken off, clean it off, strap it back there, and either, and you know you're done when the chicken dies. Basically. Oh. <laughs> either you die or the chicken dies. <laughs> if the chicken dies, you win. If Man. if you die, obviously. Peter would have a field day with that. Somebody should I unstrap can, the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Can you get this chicken off me? I think it died. And I don't feel any better. <laughs> I, I would love to see somebody with like I keep picturing them with hens strapped all over them, you know, in their armpits and in their groin. Yeah, people could laugh, but those people smelled like poo poo that they put in their open wounds. So I don't know where they get off. I don't. I don't know that smelling like chicken poop is any yeah, better. Maybe, maybe not. This there were there were some ideas that actually weren't dangerous. Um, they probably still didn't work, but uh, people thought that any food that could spoil might make you more risk to get the plague. And it, I can see where that idea might arise from. People seemed like they were spoiling when they got the plague. I mean, they would become necrotic and 
and things would fall off of them. And so stay away from meat and cheese and fish and stuff that can go bad. Just eat things like bread or vegetables. Yeah. Which, you know, it didn't work. But again, probably not dangerous. And then there were some efforts for sanitation. Okay. Oh, thank God. So they thought, hey, maybe if we cleaned all this human and animal waste off the streets, that would help. Which I don't know if it helped with the plague, but it certainly would help with like just coli. Just property values. (laughs) Nothing else. It would help with the smell. Yeah. It sucks that that's what it took for that to occur. Like, at at no point before the plague, no one had said, guys, this is gross. It's gross. We've got poo-poo everywhere. Well, you got to understand, like, it took people a long time to understand the concept that if you lived by a river, because you needed the river for water, that you should, like get the drinking water upstream from the place where like you pee and poop in the river like it took us like decades to figure that out cool good so, job humanity so you know this is pretty good so they they want to clean the streets up and then that also gave rise to the whole you know our the monty python bring out your dead thing oh yeah just big carts of of mm-hmm. bodies that was a real deal they really had the body collectors come around at night they really did yell bring out your dead and they now that after a while they couldn't come out at night because they just had to come out all the time because they were overwhelmed with bodies. Great. But they would cart them out of the city and burn them with their clothes as well, the thought being that whatever was on them, they didn't want in the house. Again, that kind of was, even though they didn't know what they were doing, was kind of a good idea. Um, I don't know that it helped very much. What about what about uh, religious folks? They they always like to get up in it. Well, and, and the plague is no exception. You know, any, any before we really understood the, the idea that germs cause disease, um, it was always thought that, you know, whether it be cholera or the plague or tuberculosis, that it was probably a punishment from God, that it was probably something we as humans had done to displease God. And, and all, that was across all religions. Um, so there was a lot of prayer, um, it, depending on what faith. Some people just kind of strapped in and said, we got to wait this out. God's kind of cleaning the countryside and, you know, we earned it. Um, but that gave rise to a lot of self-flagellation. Uh, like in uh, Da Vinci Code? Exactly. So you just beat yourself, and maybe then God will stop being mad at you and take your plague away. Boy, there's nothing that feels better when you're plague-written than just hitting yourself with a whip. That Ooh. Was, <laughs> Ooh, that goes down smooth. That was the other use uh, for the canes that the plague doctors carried. To, here, take this into the other room and do the right thing. I'll, uh, be, I'll be in the hall. You're joking, but that's not far off. Oh, man. They really, some patients resorted to that, not knowing what else to do. They would take, you know, the doctor could offer their cane. Such a bummer. There were some others. Uh, so they would sometimes eat the powder of crushed emeralds. <laughs> Good. Finally, a solution that everyone can use. <laughs> that seems very cost effective. <laughs> you delicious. Know. At least then when you rubbed your poopy into your wounds, it would be beautiful and sparkly. Well, <laughs> you've got all those emeralds laying around. Why not crush them? And that was the earliest noted case of bedazzling. <laughs> kind of a backwards way to go around it. But. There were a lot of things. You know, they also, if you didn't have emeralds, maybe, because like nobody did, um, you could crush some eggshells, mix them with some leaves and some marigolds and put them in some ale and add some treckle and then drink that. What's treckle? Treckles, uh, it's like this syrupy stuff that's left over in the sugar process. So when they're re- like uh, making sugar, when they're refining sugar, mm-hmm. it's a syrupy th- byproduct. Oh, cool. So it's like sweet. Although dark treckles kind of bitter, I read. So, any but anyway. Other, any other fake uh, treatments before we talk about the real ones? Uh, every By the end of the uh, the last big 
run of the plague um, in the 17th and 18th centuries, people were trying anything. Uh, they were drinking arsenic. They were uh, mercury was back on the scene. Oh, Everybody loves mercury. Um, they started just behavioral things. Don't think about the plague. And you won't get it. <laughs> Don't think oh. about death. It won't happen. Oh, humanity. Um, stop having sex. Well, I mean, if you have the plague, that's probably not like super bad advice. Don't go outside. There's plague there. And and in the worst case, no jokes here. In the worst case, um, g- genocide. There was there was a belief for one period of time that it was related to those of the the Jewish faith, and oh, so man. it actually resulted in um, killing Jewish people at one point. Oh, so. that's great humanity. Great. I know. You then did it again. I know. Hey, let, so Sid, I've got the plague. What are you gonna do for me? It's 2013. Uh, it's it's a new day. We have real medicine. What are you gonna do for me, a plague haver? Well, at, at first I'm gonna go put on the mask you just took off. Perfect. Right, just and, to give everybody in the room a laugh and get my flagellating cane. It's important to laugh. <laughs> uh, and then I'm probably just gonna prescribe you an antibiotic. Oh, um, man. A lot of antibiotics, uh, streptomycin, gentamicin, tetracyclines, fluoroquinolones, a lot of different antibiotics will work against the plague. Again, um, it's still a serious disease. Uh, you know, 15% of people can die even with treatment. Like, is that like, when you say even with treatment, is that like everything else where if you get to it a little bit earlier, then your odds are a little bit better? Or is it? Absolutely. And and it also depends on uh, how healthy the person is who gets it and where they are. And, you know, sure. like you said, how early they seek treatment. A lot of the problem is that let's say you get the septicemic version. Yeah. It can put you into septic shock, which, you know we can help you through you know there are hospitals doctors there are ways we can support you and save your life and get you through that but if you don't come in and get help right away that you know it might be too late yeah there's no there's not a lot they can do for you at that point and this disease is still happening i mean it's not something that you we certainly see a lot in the u.s but it it does happen in some parts um of the southern u.s and then in uh, other developing nations we're still seeing the plague um not common but it still happens. It's still out there. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep your masks on. Keep yourself safe uh, from from uh, plague plague carriers, namely rats. If you see one, just go ahead and and uh, put it out to pasture. Uh, just just for did, me, for wait, your old buddy Justin. Did you just advocate killing rats? Just yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I have a better idea. Just don't just don't hang out with rats. Just don't hang out with rats. Even yeah. if you are the rat king or part of the rat community that started in the seventeen hundreds and has not never seen daylight, which they have convinced themselves is a mystery. I like the idea a that, myth, the, that myth, this, this this rat king community is living in the sewers below London and also they're listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, they still have Wi Fi. They're not savages. They're our biggest listening base, actually. They're our number one fan. Speaking of listening base, thank you so much for listening at home. Uh, if you've reviewed the show on iTunes or uh, tweeted about it, we we super, super appreciate you. It, it means the world to us. Um, I want to thank Boing Boing for uh, writing about our program and recommending it. Lots of you tuned in as a result of that. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you to folks uh, tweeting about the show, like Christian Hallberg, uh, Brian Metheny, Tally Robinson, Wren, uh, Sol Rosenbaum, Matthew Vos. So many of you are tweeting about the show with the Sawbones hashtag. You can also follow us at Sawbones Show. I want to thank the Maximum Fun Network, as always, for having us on uh, on their family of programs. Lots of great stuff you can listen to. Judge John Hodgman, Jordan Jesse Go, Wham Bam Pow. And thank you so much for listening to our program. Again, it, it means so much, and if you could share this with a friend, we would 
certainly appreciate it. We're a young podcast just starting. Absolutely, make guys. Our way in the earth. Yeah, and thanks for listening. It, it means a lot to us. Um, I really appreciate it. Don't l- take anything I say seriously, but you know, do keep listening to it. Yeah, we appreciate it. And uh, make sure to join us again next Friday for another episode of Sawbones. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.